Hey, how you doing? Welcome to another installment of Joy and Zen at Delarius. I'm Kirk, your host, bringing the joy. Bringing the Zen today is my guest, Rebecca Shefstrom. Uh, Rebecca is a seasoned yogini, meditation guru, and badass entrepreneur who founded the company Urban Balance PDX, that's PDX as in Portland, Oregon, to bring on-site wellness services like yoga, Pilates, massage, nutrition, and meditation into the workplace. She works with companies like Nike and Nautilus. She and her team are really changing the way corporate America is prioritizing wellness at work. Now, Rebecca is also a wicked, chill, enlightened person who's going to brighten your day as she talks about reclaiming the present moment and giving yourself the compassion you deserve to develop into your true higher self. So I'm going to have this one on repeat because I left this conversation energized and wanting more. I mean, there are some real gems in here of inspiration. So without further ado, let's tune in, truly tune in for the woman of the hour, Ms. Rebecca Shefstrom. Decaffeinated. I'm caffeinated. I've moved on to my smoothie and um Oh okay. Yes. What kind yes. of a smoothie? Well, um I put um lots of berries and lots of green stuff and spinach and um yeah, a bunch of green stuff and then protein powder and, and mix it up. It's it's pretty good. And that um, wait, that liquefies it enough? Is there any other liquid in there, or is it just berries and greens and oh, protein yeah. powder? Um, hemp milk. I put hemp milk or oat milk in, so and some yeah. water. Yeah. Okay. I get. Do you have one of these every day? Um, pretty much. I got. Um, Eric got me a Vitamix for Christmas, which was He's so the sweet. Best gift. I know it was the best <laughs> gift ever. But uh, I'm good. I'm like, you know, I uh, I worked out. I did some yoga this morning, Rebecca, and I feel good. Excellent. Now, did you go to a yoga class or did you do yoga no, on your own? I just did. I just do it on my own. And but I want to get your take on that, of course, um, because I used to go to yoga classes all the time. But then uh, just in terms of logistics and timing and whatever, I'm like, I'm just going to yeah. do it at home. But can I get as good of an experience? at home i think so because um i love a home practice and because you can really just trust your intuition of what you need you know you go to a class and sometimes Mm. you're doing like a hundred downward dogs and it's not what your body it's not what your body needs or wants and so when you get on a mat and you're just like trusting your you know your instincts to what you need um and then if you also don't know exactly what you need you know there's so many good Mm -hmm. videos and there's a lot of stuff on the web so I think a home practice is awesome that's pretty much what I do um these days myself yeah I have to get your your perspective on on what which videos I should do or whatnot you're gonna laugh at me when I tell you which one I do because my wife laughs at me about the one I do. <laughs> okay, you have to tell me now. <laughs> I do. Okay, do you know who? Do you know who Jillian Michaels is? Yes. From The Biggest Loser. 
Yes, the 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 sergeant. The sergeant. She's a total <laughs> ass kicker, and she has she has this video. I forget what it's even called now because I don't even use video anymore. I just have memorized the workout. Adrian's like, you know, that's not real. You're not really doing yoga because it's sort of a cardio workout plus yoga poses and it's sort of repetitions and sets of them. So am I, you know, am I doing it incorrectly? But I love it. You know what, that's the most important. And I think really it, whatever can get you to your mat. And yeah. the the key is, you know, breathing. And I tell all my students that it really doesn't matter what you're doing except to breathe. Uh-huh. And any type of yoga, I mean, like really breathe in the posture, whatever you're doing. And if you do that, then you're doing yoga. If you're not okay. aware of your breath, then you're not doing yoga. You're stretching or doing calisthenics. <laughs> so does it matter yeah. the teacher? As okay. long as the awareness of the breath, that I, helps you to become present. And then when you're present, then the mind, the mind is controlled and then the body follows. And it's more relaxed. Well, this is very helpful because a lot of times I feel I don't focus on the breath or I don't breathe into it because I'm just thinking I got to get through this because I have to get to work, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to do the poses, but I'm not. And my, my mind is racing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to do this, that, and the other. I got to do this meeting. I got to set up this call. I got to send that email. So I have to be more present in the with the poses so i get the full uh the full advantage of the workout yeah and i want to hear if you when you do that how that shifts and changes for you because it's you know we're so programmed to be in the future stressed about the past you know, thinking about our our meeting and all the things we have to do, everything except being present, right? Well, this is, I mean, exactly. And this is, you're welcome to my life, Rebecca. And this is why (laughs) I wanted to talk to you because, um, and this is your first, this is your first podcast, right? This is my first podcast. And I was so excited. I was so excited. It was, it's with you. Well, I am as equally excited, and it's my seventh podcast, so we're pretty much on equal footing. Um, <laughs> well, seven, hey, that's my favorite number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, so do you have any expectations? Well, I did, like I was listening to a couple of podcasts. Um, I'm not huge. I, I know that it's such a trend, and um, and so I, but I, I haven't listened, list, I haven't listened to a lot of them, so it was funny because I was walk. you, you had asked me and then um, uh, a gal who's working for urban balance, she has a podcast too called yoga chit chat. And cool. she asked me if I, the same week that you asked me, she asked me if I um, <laughs> could be on her show. And I thought, Oh, that's interesting. Two people. And so this last week I actually listened to my first couple podcasts. Cause I was like, 
do I need to be prepared? That's why I asked you, like, are you going to give me a set of questions? Because <laughs> I just, I didn't know what to expect. So no, no expectations. I'm just here breathing and excited to talk to you and, and um, yeah, don't know how this will evolve. <laughs> but me <open>. either, which <laughs> will be super exciting. Um, but I really, I, uh, first of all, I'm so grateful that you said yes and wanted to chat because I, you know, so I follow your Instagram page. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a loyal follower of Urban Balance PDX on Instagram. And, uh, and, and, you know, I just get so inspired by it because I mean, I think you, you you may or may not know, but about five years ago, I co-founded a tech startup and, you know, that company has been growing. We have like 55 people now working with us. And, uh, and so like everything that you post on there, well, first of all, just the entire premise of the, of your company is really interesting to me, bringing balance and wellness into the corporate world but I feel like I need it even more on a day-to-day basis because of how we you know we all just work so hard and we're super stressed and so I was like oh my gosh I have to talk to Rebecca to hear more about what you're up to and what you're doing and uh and how you're bringing balance to these other companies um so I tell me a little bit more about the about the company first of all because it it's a fairly recent venture right yeah, so I st- I'm actually in my fifth year, fifth which is year. hard to believe. Yeah, it's it's hard to believe. Although I really didn't get have a social media influence, um, because you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, as you may know, you're pretty much wearing so many different hats. <laughs> so you yeah. know, it's difficult to get to everything. And so, you know, just this last um, couple years, we've really started to, um, you know, create a presence um, with our social media platforms and really be a lot more um, disciplined as well as strategically planning, you know, for the year and, and what our goals and, and monthly goals are. So, so that's been evolving, but um, yeah, it's been about five years and it kind of stemmed, um, I had another company called Yoga Tree and it was um, me going to different companies and, and teaching yoga, Pilates and meditation. And I realized that it was just so much bigger than me and that mm. I really just saw the need for bringing wellness into the workplace. You know, it was not something that I invented, but it was something that I saw a lack of and a need for that people were just like, I'm slammed. I'm so stressed. I'm burning out. I can't put one more thing on my list. And just saying, this is just such a godsend for, you know, that I can do my yoga. I can do my Pilates here and get back to my desk and I don't have to deal with parking and just, everything. And I, I saw such a positive response from my classes. Mm. I realized it was so much bigger than me. And so I kind of redesigned um, with the same concept, but just even bigger um, and expansive and made urban balance um, five years ago. And within that, it's been growing exponentially um, because the need and what kind of falls under wellness 
difference is, you know, much bigger than I could even have known when I first initiated the, you know, started the company. So we started with yoga and Pilates and meditation because that's what Mm -hmm. I taught. Um, But then we realized that, you know, massage is like so Mm. nice to bring and, you know, um, yeah. And lunch and learn nutrition and, um, Mm. you know, and then we just kind of, we just started doing Zumba so dance classes, wow. we do learning opportunities, um, and we're just about to start financial wellness. And so cool. the divisions have grown within that because wellness, you know, like I said, the spectrum is, is very vast in what that wow. means to be well, right, within a company sure. and within a person. Yeah. Sure. And it's, uh, I mean, bringing it to people's daily work is, genius first of all because they are you know they're doing it within the flow of their day but also just having them be able to uh focus on something a little different in the midst of their of the daily work and the stress right you know to take a little bit of time to learn about nutrition or to get a massage, my gosh! When are you when are you coming to Boston, Rebecca? To do this? <laughs> right, I know. I mean, it's it's like the littlest thing that an employer can do to say thank you, to say mm-hmm. we care, you know, to say we know that you you know put a lot of effort into your job, and and mm-hmm. so these small gestures, even if it's ten or or 15 minutes on a, on a chair massage, you know, on a massage chair is just, you know, it's huge. And, um, and, and not only, you know, does it help the employee, um, you know, as far as like being convenient and everything, but it also helps build, you know, your team and sure. a sense of community, which means a greater sense of culture within your mm-hmm. organization. And, um, you know, it helps to draw and retain um, employees. So tracks talent and, you know, benefits, you know, back in the day, like having two weeks off was like, you know, sufficient. Mm. But now we've got multiple generations in a workplace and the demands are very different today and what, you know, benefits are looking like. And that's, you know, very much and not even just in wellness just you know in family planning and I mean it's it's you know benefits are have have changed a lot through Mm. the years yeah absolutely I feel like you know what you're the setting you're in too right out in the Pacific North first of all Portland Oregon is one of my favorite cities in the United States of America and uh, even really the whole Pacific Northwest all the way from Portland up up the coast to Seattle I just feel like like the there's such a different vibe out there, you know, people are there's just this sense of authenticity and people really valuing uh one's time and space and uh and who they are as people and uh yeah, I love it out there. It's just so great. Do you think I mean, have you seen it have you seen this type of work in other geographic areas or do you feel like do you feel because you're in the Pacific Northwest it's it's really sort of taken off and that's real a real hotbed for this type of innovation in uh, in corporate America. Uh, that's such a great question because I I believe that 
you know, it needs to be on a national um, plane, you know, and franchise yet, Rebecca. Yeah, possibly, <laughs> possibly. Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my business coach is constantly encouraging me to go national. But, you know, yeah, I mean, the Pacific Northwest, Portland, we've got so many outdoor companies. And, yeah. we, you know, I, I do feel like it's, you know, it is a, a mecca for wellness and life work balance and, you know, getting outside and, and, um, you know, it, it's a good place to start. And, um, you know, but I, you know, like the Googles and, you know, Apple and HBO, I mean, there's a lot of big companies that have been, um, you know, offering mindfulness programs and, um, you know, wellness programs to some degree um, on a national level. And yet I do think that, um, I do think that it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and more necessary because Agreed. stress and burnout and, you know, it is an epidemic and it is here. And, um, you know, people, especially in, in, in the corporate environment, there's so much to, to talk about and benefits and wellness isn't necessarily the first one. So, um, so I think Portland's a good place to start, and, but we definitely are, you know, seeing it much bigger and um, much more on the on the national side. What about where you're in your environment that you're you're in Boston? Did you say? Yeah, but well, our headquarters are in Boston. I I still live in Maine. Um, okay. But headquarters are in Boston, and that's where the majority of our team is. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I think that it's, it's, uh, it's, it's starting to catch on in that type of environment too, um, in Boston mm -hmm. and on the East coast, but I don't think it's nearly to the level, I, I, I could be wrong. I don't think it's nearly yeah. to the level of the West coast, um, in terms of the, the, the priority placed on wellness in the workplace. Um, you know, we tr we're trying, we want to do more, but I feel we're, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of companies in sort of the, in the, in the East coast are probably rooted in their, in their past. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys do? Do you have anything at your business for wellness? We've been, we've been discussing it and talking about it and want to, uh, start a wellness program, but we have not officially launched anything yet. We're still in the ideation phase, Rebecca, which is why you need to franchise and, and go national. <laughs> I know we'll have to maybe start with some virtual classes and yeah, um, cool. but you know but yeah I mean it's it's interesting to kind of like if you haven't branched out to having a wellness program is like well what is important for you what are you know what is your team you know what would your team or your employees you know be interested in you know is it a yoga class is it a you know, Pilates mat class? Is it more about, you know, nutrition? So, you know, um, doing a survey and, um, you know, getting that data and figuring out, you know, what is important and what are people looking for can really help to, you know, customize and get more clear with, you know, what your people want. And, and then with that, then you can say, okay, you know, maybe it's a, 
one-time event. Maybe it's a quarterly thing in the beginning and then see how that response, you know, how the, how the response is. And then if it's something that people are like, wow, I really liked what I learned, you know, I'd like to do more of that then maybe you do an in-depth series. So, um, you know, so starting small and then expanding, which is kind of how, what we've done, we've done, you know, a la carte classes and, now we are doing full-blown, you know, annual programs for companies. And uh, and so, yeah, just starting small, though, it makes a huge difference. Bringing in yeah, some chair massage is a good start. <laughs> I, that would be my first step. Um, <laughs> you, here's a question for you, though. Like, have you seen – what's your experience in the workplace of people people's uh, – you know, comfort level with doing, with get with getting involved in a group yoga class or Pilates class? Um, you know, do you find that people are very willing to do that with their colleagues or uh, is it more of a, does it take more coaxing? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think it's probably going to be a little bit of both, you know, it's going to be a mix. Um, you know, there's usually, you know, people that are, you know, very comfortable in a class setting, probably they do it outside of the workplace and they don't mind it. And there's going to be other people that are going to say, you know, I don't want to do down dog with somebody else that I work with next, you know, and I don't feel comfortable. And <clears throat> excuse me, it, in that we offer chair yoga, which is a really nice, you know, you can stay in your business attire, you know, you use the chair as a prop and it's not so up and down from the floor and you don't need to change down. So that's a really great way to, you know, come in to an all day meeting or, you know, maybe have people just feel overall more comfortable. Um, but as far as like nutrition and the mindfulness classes, those don't seem to be, um, you know, more people seem to be uh, open to that. Um, but yeah, I think definitely, you know, you're going to get a mix. Yeah. Now has, I mean, you've done this for, well, you've done this company for five years, but you, I mean, as long as, long as I've known you, you've been working, you've been a yogini. Is that the term? Yes. Am I saying the right term? <laughs> yogini <laughs> slash entrepreneur. Yes. <laughs> yogini slash entrepreneur. I love it. Have, like, have you always been interested in, in working in in yoga and in meditation and wellness? So like, and like, wh when did that kind of start for you as a as an interest? Great question. Um, so, yeah, I've been a yogini for a long, long time. I want to be a yogini. Owned... <laughs> You're a yogi. You can be I'm a, a yogi. yogi. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Why can't I be a yogini, Rebecca? I want to be both. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, I'd be a yogi. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, so... I, yeah, so I've I've been into yoga for for a very long time. I've been a practitioner myself, um, you know, since before I was twenty, so twenty plus years and over twenty years, and I have you know had a pretty solid meditation practice for for a long time and 
I always had different careers, you know, I mean, I had become a yoga teacher in 99 and I did, you know, a little bit of teaching and, and taught at some retreats, but I had always, um, you know, had another business. Like I was in the fashion industry. I've been in the medical industry. I've done different things, you know, imported and, um, but that's been a thread as far as my passion and my interest has always lied in, you know, really embodying and, and not just uh, an hour practice during the day, you know, but just really embodying the, the life of a yogi. And mm. um, the life of it. I love this. The li- what is the life of a yogi <laughs> or yogini? Yogini. Yeah, that's um, that's funny because it's actually quite a disciplined life, and yet there's great. I'm into this like there's great freedom within discipline, and so for me that means um, you know back in the day I would look at yoga more as the physical exercise of uh-huh. yoga, and mm, you know definitely got. Mm-hmm. And definitely got into, you know, when I first learned yoga, I, I did kind of do meditate. I, I was introduced by meditation. I was introduced, um, you know, in India and, um, you know, the, the yoga postures kind of came after the meditation for me. And then I got very deep, you know, got really into the, to the yoga and then, I've now gotten much more into a sitting practice um, and much more into meditation and use my Mm. asana, which is the yoga postures practice to help to be able to sit longer. And so that's really shifted for me through the years. Um, And also just, like I said, embodying a yoga life, not just I do yoga. It's more my life is, yoga and what is Mm. yoga right it it's really connecting yourself with your higher self it's yoke Mm. it means you it's union and so the more that you do yoga it in all the limbs of yoga then the yoga begins to work on you and then you become your true nature Mm. and so it's not just it's not just an hour thing it ends up being you know 24 hours I love it. I am <laughs> definitely not there, <laughs> but I want to be there. I'm going to keep working at it. On the I love it. On the meditation uh, side, first of all, I'm fascinated. How long can you sit? Because I struggle with the sitting. And of course, I struggle with my mind going every which direction, but the sitting I struggle with too. Yeah. It's, you know, the sitting is, um, it, you know, that's where the postures can help you and was designed to help you to sit longer and more comfortable. Um, but, you know, to be completely honest, it has been, you know, years in the training uh, for me to be able to sit, you know, um, you know, a couple hours and, you know, not be pain-free and it's you know it's practice you've got to prop yourself up with a lot of pillows you know you've got you know and that's and that's okay you know because as you as your body begins to form 
a more comfortable place, you know, you need to get your spine upright and however you can support yourself to do that. It might start with sitting in a chair, mm-hmm. you know, and having, you know, I know you're, I remember you're very tall. So, you know, sitting in a chair may yes. be com- more comfortable for you. Um, and then, you know, maybe working toward getting, you know, propped up on a couple pillows and then having some you know, towels underneath your knees to support your thighs and hmm. to support your knees and your feet. What's the most uncomfortable part in the sitting for you? I think it's the knees because, uh, yeah. ha- or having my legs crossed in in yeah. that in that pose because my I mm-hmm. I have I think probably just from years of athletics I have knee. Uh, well, I had I one of my meniscus how do you, what's the plural of meniscus menisca menisca meniscuses meniscus I don't know yeah. I'm gonna have to fact I'm gonna have to fact check this Rebecca um, <laughs> <laughs> meniscus <laughs> so, I think meniscuses <laughs> meniscus they well I'll start to get pain in my knees and I'll have to stretch my legs out um and sitting in the chair helps because I don't have to cross my legs now of course uh, my wife will t- my wife will say, "Oh, Kirk, you're uh, she th- she thinks I'm soft, so, <laughs> so I probably can be more <laughs> I, I can be more I can be more tough and disciplined, Rebecca. But um, I'm working on it. The I was actually I was meditating this morning. I was doing a guided meditation. Usually I just I like hit calm and I like nature sounds. But I was doing a guided one this morning, and there was this great line in there about how when because I always when I'm meditating like different emotions will arise or I get stressed or I get you know things will just these thoughts will kind of flood my head and I I I get angry at myself that I'm like oh thinking these things and I have to try to start over but this and the guided meditation they said you know just you have to like they're not good or bad thoughts they're just thoughts you have to accept it and you as you're getting the awareness of the thought you're sort of stepping out of the out of the storyline that you're telling yourself. Exactly. That's, that's exactly it. You know, people think that they're failing because they're meditating and the thoughts don't stop. And, you know, thought, thoughts don't stop. And, mm. But it's exactly what you just said. It's, it's that awareness of the script. It's the awareness that there's my mind going in that direction. But I know that I'm not my thoughts you know, and, and getting mm. more in touch with that witness and with that awareness that you're not your thoughts. And, 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 and also meeting that with compassion. So the fact that you are having anger arise and having all these different emotions is very normal. Mm-hmm. Now, the challenge is to not react to those. You know, to not shame yourself or say, well, I'm not doing oh. a good job because I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling upset is, mm. you know, is, is, can you, can you look at that and be like, oh, wow, hmm, there it is. There that is. <laughs> and kind of, <laughs> you know, sit back in a, in a third party and, and start to just see, oh, there's my mind going. Oh, there it's there. It, you know, and, and yeah. just start to see that as that, as that third, that third party. And it becomes very interesting because then something else starts to happen. There's a different dialogue. And that dialogue can maybe be that pause or that maybe it's a, a, just a moment between the thought or 
you know, oh, there I am and there I am, but just kind of coming into this acceptance of exactly where you are. It's very powerful. It's, 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 it is. And uh, I struggle with it because I'm like an A plus, you know, shamer of myself. So I have to, we, this is something I need we, to work on. <laughs> it's like, you know, these thoughts arise and then the, I, you know, the emotion, the emotions and I'm all over the place and the roller coaster. And, uh, but I feel the first step is the self-awareness and then you know, that can become more of a habit. And then I can, let that go and just accept it and uh and realize and re- as you said realize that you're not your thoughts but i'm always like I, I it's so hard to step out of your thoughts and say you're not your thoughts right mhm mhm and you know to step out to say you know i'm not this mind i'm not this body you know to mm. to be able to have that that self acceptance and to know that the mind is going to wander here and there. And, and then, you know, all of a sudden you're like, Oh, wait, <laughs> I'm supposed to be. Mm. and every time that you remember and you come back to the moment, to that awareness, then you are improving. You are, you know, doing exactly what meditation is. And, I, I have a question for you, which I, I find very kind of interesting to hear is, is do you feel the effects at all of meditation throughout your day? Totally. Yeah. And how, for sure. how do you, yeah. How do you, how do you feel I, the benefit of from sitting, whether it was, you well, were very restless and in pain, but yeah. what was the benefit? I mean, I think, you know, I never really thought of myself as a, as a, like an anxious person or, uh, or, well, I always have been a very emotional person. Maybe it's my Scorpio nature, Rebecca. I don't know. Mm. But, um, oh, go ahead. You have something to say about that. Oh, well, I have a Scorpio moon. So, Ah. um, I really, I really like the Scorpio energy and it's, it's more mysterious and it's more, um, you know, uh, the unforeseen. And mm-hmm. so that restlessness that you may look as, you know, negative or anxious could be more on the other flip side, inquisitive or mm-hmm. interested in the mystery of the universe well, absolutely. or the unseen. Yeah. Right. Uh, for sure. For sure. Definitely. And, uh, but I, you know, when I have, I think maybe it is my nature that I am so restless or feel out of balance at times. Uh, but the meditation does help throughout the day because I'll be, you know, I'll be in a meeting or I do a lot of public presentations, um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, with lots of people or, uh, I'm in a chaotic environment and I can definitely feel the effects if I just start to breathe and just slow down and I'll remember what it was like to be sitting and meditating. And it's really, it's very calming and very, and very mm. balancing. Um, but I have mm. to, it's like, it takes a while to remember that because I get so caught up in the moment with everything. Yeah. Yeah. But that's such a, that's such a, like a, 
that's such a point to to remember and and keep you know keep remembering because mm. um yeah you know it it's something that every time we can remember to get back into the moment and get back into the present moment right isn't that a lot of what meditation is about like we check out we're right. here we're in the future we're in the past and then we come back to the moment, we come back to the breath, we come back to the song or to listening or to doing the dishes, you know, whatever, to the presentation, to whatever we're doing. But when we can do that consciously, right, being conscious is to remember, oh, yeah, I'm this moment. And, and so that starts to kind of, you know, be easier to access and easier to remember, you know, as you, um, you know, consist. And I think the key is consistent practice. Even if it's five minutes every day, if mm -hmm. you do it every day, that it makes a huge difference. Mm. Yeah. I, that's definitely, uh, I'm, I'm trying. There's definitely some days where I, I don't do it. And then I feel like, Oh, I really missed an opportunity. So I'm trying, I, actually I'm starting to, I'm trying to do this in the mornings now, you know, this mm -hmm. is really a morning ritual, right? Because I get up, I'm up at like five every day. And instead of like scrolling through the phone, you know, or putting the TV on, I want to mm -hmm. try to have it that set aside that time uh, for some meditation. But now, you ever fall asleep meditating? You know what? I have fallen asleep in meditation <laughs> probably several times. And um, Me too. It's, quite, it's quite funny because um, it's not a bad thing. And, um, but you have to just, you know, it's another kind of cycle. It's another kind of barrier that you have to get through. And, um, you know, there is this, three states that the you know consciousness kind of goes through you know you you have your your waking state and then you have this dream state mm -hmm. and then you're into the subconsciousness and it's it's like a dream state in itself except that you're conscious you talking about like lucid dreaming or is it different yeah it's it's um well, would you say that lucid dreaming? Your lucid dreaming is that you're con you're consciously aware that you're dreaming. Yeah. Would you say that's what it is? Yeah. Yeah. So it's similar to that, um, because you know when you're when you're aware that you're meditating, and then if you fall asleep, that's that where your your mind just goes anywhere, and you're there's no conscious right mm, that you're right. there's that you're dreaming. Um, but then like a lucid dream, when you're in your subconscious, it's, you know, it's, it's like a dream, but you're aware you're dreaming. So I got to get yeah, to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that would be super I, I, cool. I, it's, it's, it is, it's, it, it is really cool. Um, because when you're dreaming, you know, that, that feeling like when you're kind of going into that that you know getting ready to sleep um and you're very relaxed and everything it's very soothing right mm. so so that's something that you know 
if we can tap into it, it's, it's all, it's inside us and it's available for us to feel in a conscious state. Mm. And so it's kind of like, if you view yourself as I use this example, sometimes you are the, you are the sky and your thoughts are like clouds and the clouds are just moving through the sky. And if you learn to pay, not, not pay attention to the clouds, but pay attention to the sky, Mm. to that blue, that vastness, that openness, that nourishing energetic quality of the sun or of the moon, right? And there's just this sense of deep peace that we all have inside of us. And it's, we just, it's like something you don't acquire. It's, it's in you. It's just kind of shifting your percept, like what you're focusing on. Uh, I feel like I've just been walked through a guided meditation right there, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, I'm going to replay uh, this <laughs> tomorrow morning to, to meditate on the sky. That was, that was unbelievable. And oh my gosh and your point about yes it's within us is really important uh you i mean you seem like the most zen person on the planet rebecca like do you ever get stressed or anxious oh my god (laughs) if you would talk to eric (laughs) (laughs) you get the story yeah you get the you get the truth you know i mean yeah even yogis get stressed yes i mean Mm. you know to um yeah, to, you know, running a business. And I yeah, also have a yeah. teaching career and a wife and kids of, you know, two fur babies. And yeah, yeah I mean, the demand of life is there and the stresses are there. And no matter what, you know, um, but I feel like my yoga practice, you know, continues, even though, yes, I mess up completely so many times, but what I what I'm realizing <laughs> is that is that I have these tools inside and I can get back to my center easier and quicker because of my practice, because mm. of my discipline and because of, you know, the truth that I know. And so I can be like, oh, how'd I get there? You know, I mean, you could just, you know, someone starts, you know, honking the horn and then like, you you know, you accidentally cut someone off and then they're flipping, you know, like just life happened, you know, but, but how we react and, you know, it's like, forgive ourselves, forgive each other and get back to love and get back to that peace and get back to you know, how do you make this a harmonious environment? Um, if that is constantly the goal, then, you know, you can, you can find those, those ways back quicker and easier, mm. the more, the more you practice. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, encouraging to hear that even a yogini as yourself will experience stress and, uh, have to remember to come back to center. Um, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, another yeah. thing I wanted to ask you about, I wanted yeah. to ask you about, uh, I know you do 
some breath work, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I've been kind of, you know, I dabble in a little bit of this. I do like the triangle breath and the box breath. And then I don't know if you heard of Wim Hof, but I do, I do that Wim Hof method like every day. What, what kind is of breath that? work? Oh, you haven't heard yeah, of it? I haven't, I mean, I might have, but not in that name, but tell me what that is. I'm curious. So he does uh, these, he does four sets of, of breathing and it's basically hyperventilating yourself 30 times in a row, very deep breath, mm. very quick. And then, you know, as deep as you can get it, let it out as deep as you can get it, let it out 30 times in a row. And after the 30th, you let it out and then you sit for as long as you can without breathing in. And hmm. you, and usually I can go, the longest I've gone is almost four minutes. Uh, and then after that, when you have, you know, you feel the sort of reflex to breathe again, you breathe in one deep breath and you hold it for 15 seconds and you sort of press it almost out of your skull and then you let it go. And that's one set. And you do that four times. And it's pretty freaking amazing what happens in your mind when, you know, I've, I've had like, like vivid memories of my past. Uh, in fact, I did it. Oh, I was doing it one night. It's very meditative. Right. And I was doing it mm -hmm. one night and I was like brought back to a class in college and I was like literally sitting in the, in the classroom. And, uh, I like, you know, I saw the window was open and the breeze was coming in. There was my professor talking about, and this was actually a class I was taking on Sufism at the time. Um, mm. and there's a professor talking about love, et cetera. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Uh, and, um, and it, it was a really strange experience, but like, because I, I know his, his daughter was my classmate. And so I reached out to her on Facebook and I was like, Hey, like, you're going to think this is crazy, but I was just doing this meditation and like, I was sitting in your dad's class and there he was talking about love. And, she, and I did, it was the strangest thing, but literally, uh, like the day I, that was at night and I, Facebooked her the day after was his was his birthday. He'd been he's been gone for like several years, but she had posted about his birthday, and I was like, "This is the weirdest thing!" Like he came back to me during this exercise. It was crazy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's so yeah. I mean, and isn't it amazing how when you do the breath work how, like you said, how your mind feels, how it instantly puts you in a different state um, than, uh, than just, you know, breathing normally or just sitting to, to meditate. And if you haven't done your breath work before, it's very different. Have you, have you noticed that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I really am a big proponent of breath work. Um, I think I actually have heard something similar to that. Um, I think one of my Pilates teacher, he is also a gyrokinesis and also I think he does that type of breath work. I didn't, I didn't know the name, but, um, I think they call it rebirthing. Um, hmm. but, uh, rebirthing. That but yeah, serious. I think, it, yeah, <laughs> no, right. Because <laughs> the, the, the continual rabbit hole of rebirthing your 5 billion hmm. lifetimes. Um, but, uh, you know, so as a more traditional yogi, yogini, um, you know, I do pranayama. 
And pranayama is one of the limbs of Ashtanga yoga. Um, there's eight limbs. And so pranayama, and that's what's been passed down from, you know, teacher to disciple. And, you know, I've been studying under uh, the same teacher since 97 and he's a yogi. And, um, and so, yeah, so pranayama is done in preparation for meditation. So it not only you know, his view is it purifies the mind, it purifies the nervous system. And Mm. it takes us out of that fight or flight mode, and puts us into that calmer state. And, you know, as you could say, as you're holding your breath, as you're, you know, it can be you can push your limits to that. Um, Mm -hmm. But it actually gives a very, very, very nice, um, you know, effect instantly so it puts you in a deeper state than if you were to just sit and then say i'm going to observe my breath and you would just you know feel all the different you know your mind would just you know probably start racing and everything like that but when you do your breath work and then you do the meditation it's a natural kind of going into a deeper state Hmm. yeah speaking of pushing your limits i did pass out once doing it and it was was awful because so uh, this is last year my wife adrian was in the in the ncaa final four for women's basketball i'm at the hotel and she had to go to the gym right for the game at the final four Mm -hmm. and i was just in the hotel room by myself and i was like well i got some time to kill what am i gonna do so i was like oh i'll do some breathing like the the wim hof method so I'm like in the middle of it. It takes like 20 minutes or so, right? I'm in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And I guess I got cocky because like I stood up and tried to walk over like across the room. The next thing I know, I'm face down on the, on the floor. Oh, I did not know where I was. And there's blood oh. all over my face. <gasps> oh my. I'm like, oh my God, what happened to me? I look up my entire nose. I had like this huge gash on my face. And I had to go literally in a half an hour to, to be like present as, you know, the coach's husband. And here I am passed out on the rug, bleeding oh all over my myself. God. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I'm such an idiot. <laughs> oh my That is crazy. What a, what a, like a powerful lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't stand up. While you're doing it. It's unbelievable. I was like, what a what a moron. Um, well, Rebecca, I want to. This is awesome. I could talk to you all day long, but I have to. I have to wrap it up to take my daughter to basketball practice. But I want to end on something that you wrote because when I reached out to you to uh, to ask if you would do this, and you so graciously accepted, one of the things you wrote in there was you wrote you keep knocking and one day the door opens. Right. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing, because I I feel like I have a similar philosophy in life. But I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about that phrase that you used. You keep knocking and one door. Wait, say that again. You said you keep knocking and one day a door opens. You don't remember your own quote, Rebecca. You got to go back and look. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I was like. What did I say? <laughs> See, 
it, it's kind of funny. That's what happens when you live in the present moment. You're like, wait, what did yeah. I say? I have people come up to me all the time and say, oh, that thing you said. I'm like, what? So that's kind of an inside yogi joke. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it, I think it's, I think it's, you know, that, that inquiry that, you know, to not stop, you know, knocking on every door inside and, and on the outside and, you know, not to give up and to do your duty and to be diligent in the commitment of knowing who you are and that knocking and that inquiry and that, um, you know, exploration is the adventure of life and is, you know, experiencing everything that we are here to experience. And that takes, you know, trust, that takes guts and courage. And if we just keep on knocking, then one day we meet our true, our true self and our true nature. So Mm. that was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard, Rebecca. So thank you. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, what a gift. You, you that know, was, this that has was, been so awesome. much fun. I, I love this. And one, I, I, I want to give just one shout out for um, one tool that I think is really helpful for people if they're just starting a meditation practice. Um, and I don't know if you've, have you ever heard of Insight Timer? Yeah, that's what I used this morning. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So Insight Timer is such a lovely platform uh, meditation app that I use daily too. And I love it because it's got music. It's got all these, you know, thousands and thousands of guided meditations. And it's got all these talks and podcasts as well. And it's one of those things where, especially as a beginner meditator, you know, it can be overwhelming. Where do I start? What do I do? How do I, you know, keep looking at the watch? And it's just something that, you know, you can say, you know, hey, I have 10 minutes. I have 15 minutes. Or, you know, I'm having Mm -hmm. trouble sleeping. I, you know, they have uh, meditations on, you know, sleep. And they have meditations on, you know, anything and everything. So I feel like mm-hmm. it's such a great tool for people that are just starting um, or even, you know, seasoned practitioners like me. I, I use it daily as well as a timer and um, get my stars and also, uh, you know, but you, I love listening to the talks and, and the meditations as well. So mm-hmm. um, just, a, just a shout out to, to them. They're doing a great job. And I, I think that that's a great app to use, especially um, Yes, it's good that we can all kind of help each other and um, mm. get inspired. I love it too. Mm. Um, well, this was super fun. Can we do this again, Rebecca? I would love to. <laughs> it's been so good exploring, we, we, and I love. Yeah. I didn't know this about you. Like this is. So, I'm. I'm so ah, the many excited. Of Scorpio. Right. I'm so excited <laughs> to know that you are doing yoga and you'll have to tell me what it's like doing it with awareness of your breath i want to hear back on that so we'll do a part two and let's do do a part two and then also um to yeah just to celebrate every time you remember when you remember to come back come back to the moment Uh, you're the sky (laughs) 